0: The on into One Nation, Annie Petrillo, Jordan Wilson, the day after Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful Love your mama out there. Um, even to the fur mama <clears throat> right over here. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I hope you had a wonderful day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend uh, because like me, Jordo, I had to work on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. So I took mommy out on Saturday. No, it's okay, That's right? right? So it's like it was still a, a wonderful day with my mother and my grandmother. So I had That's a sweet. great day. How was your day?
1: It was, it was good. It was a lot of work. Mother's Day is usually... Because well, you got a little baby too. So needs some love, and then mother-in-law, and then combine the two. So I also did a full weekend affair. Yeah. Um. So Saturday, I spent the morning with my mom. Yes. And um, you don't know this, but like, I also took a little course in massage therapy. Like, I'm decent, right? Yeah, I'm massage table everything. So you took literally, a course. Don't don't worry. It's fair off air. It's. Anyways. <laughs> And it's not the kinky stuff, it's literally just like... The real stuff. Yeah, like just, you know, to relieve some tension, whatever. So my mom, she's really short. Nah, nah, nah. Mm. I think if you eat the figs <laughs> and the raspberries and all that good stuff that you like, I mm. think that can also relieve tension. Okay. Anyways, so give my mom a little shoulder, back, came with the oil, a little elbow grease in there, Give her a little massage. Yep. And um, then went to work, and I was with Gareth for for six hours, which oh. was nice. I like the two-man with Gareth. Well, a lot of laughing, a lot of giggling, a lot of reading in between the lines. And then Sunday had uh, the day with my lady, but also her mom. That was nice, too.
0: Beautiful. See? Yeah. There we
1: go. But before we get into Mother's Day and all that good stuff, tell me mm. about what you did on Friday, for the people that don't know, because you had the ESPNW
0: Yeah, it was so for the first time in Canada, the ESPNW Summit was here. ESPNW Summit has been held for many, many years in the States, and they came to Canada for the first time. And it it was a day long affair of incredible women in the industry. Um, Even like the commissioner of the WNBA spoke, and you know, women in high positions as well as in media. Athletes were there too, which was really cool to just hear their whole perspective on where the industry um, has come from. When it comes to women in sports, uh, right down to like how we talk about women in sports, the broadcasting of women in sports, and you know, where we go from here. And Mar- so one thing that really stood out to me, as we just you know quickly say this, because I might everyone a shout out to everyone on that day. It was so incredible. But Marsha Gay Knight, who is mm-hmm. also a former track athlete, um, and she has started a business called, um, you know, uh, Black and Sport Business, and it's really incredible what she's been able to do, and she made us all think. She made us, it's the emoji, where the brain goes, and she said, how often do we look around a table and ask ourselves, who is not here? And that kind of made us all go, okay. Wow. Right? Because it's all, you know, we, we keep talking about inclusivity and, you know, and we look around and I don't know, it was just a different kind of way to just ask who is not here. And that's how we start to include and that's how we start to move forward. I thought it was really incredible.
1: That's a great question. Yeah,
0: I love it. So yeah. now it's, it's, it's a nice little reminder to yourself as well. Whenever you're trying to create something, whenever you're trying to build something. You always kind of look around the table because you also want all the different voices and everything and go okay who is not here who's missing who should be here i love that i love, love that it. message right that's
1: amazing it,
0: yeah it was really fantastic um so thanks for asking about that yeah no it problem was, a great day.
1: was it also i know quickly we'll, we'll try to get through this but was it also like a bit of a reunion for you because i know like you for you you're just everyone knows you andy oh i love andy oh, put your love. Oh, I So was it just like, you're like, hey, you did a little Princess Diana wave.
0: Well, for so so many of us, right? You saw so many familiar faces. So I loved it. I I thought it was great. It was just a great time, yes, for everyone to reconnect, uh, for all of us to know that we've been doing a lot of hard work. Yeah. And uh, we continue to embrace one another, and we continue to move forward. Beautiful. So, yeah. I'm glad you had a great time. It's a wonderful community, that's for sure. Just as I know, the Canadian Premier League is a wonderful community. What a segue. But on the pitch, no one's nice. No one's nice on the pitch. Um, but let me uh, let, let's talk a little bit first about just kind of the weekend that was, even in Major League Soccer, because and in the Canadian Championship, we've got a lot that we've got to get into mm-hmm. right now. Because Montreal and Toronto, as we know, met in the quarterfinal of the Can Champ, and this is now seven of the past nine matchups. It's gone Montreal's way. I mean, is it safe to say that they are owning the Canadian Classique? Whereas before, it was. Like, you just knew it was going to be Toronto. Not so much anymore.
1: Oh, it's theirs. Theirs, mm-hmm. meaning CF Montreal's. It's theirs. Um, yeah. I, I know this is close to home for you as well with, with TFC. If they win or lose, it could depend on the, the type of night you're having or the weekend you have.
0: <laughs> I am what you call an objective journalist. Love it. My okay. soul died long time ago. <laughs> do not do not fret. Do not worry about that.
1: You stay consistent. I will say that. Yes. You're like, yep, church and state. Mm-hmm. Um, but look at Toronto FC, I'm being a Mississauga boy. This is the closest big team to me. And there's just no life within the squad. This is actually, it's getting to a, a spot that it's embarrassing in terms of not getting up for an occasion. And see if Montreal you're all random, again. And then back to back, you would think that maybe you play them in the weekend champs, you're out of that. You have a point to prove there's gonna be revenge on the table and you wanna, you wanna get that win for me, there wasn't enough life that there should be for this TFC squad, but it's, it's CF Montreal's. It's theirs now. Well,
0: and you have to give credit because CF Montreal, so they're undefeated in six now in all competitions. That's including the Canadian Championship. The four straight wins that they have in Major League Soccer, they haven't conceded a goal either. And we were hard on Montreal. You know, when, on our other show on One Soccer Today, we were talking a lot about how they haven't done enough in the offseason to get some big-name players. But I wonder how much, before we even just talk about the players a little bit, like Hernan Osada. Because, you know, players will turn things around if they're buying what the coach is selling. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that they're buying what the coach is selling? And that's why they're able to turn it around.
1: Absolutely, 100%. And this is what I feel like I always judge a manager on is their man management skills. Like, how do you get the most out of someone who would maybe just be average? Can you get them to be playing their best football or at a higher level level? Um, or outside of themselves, or forget all that, just playing for the betterment of the squad and the team. That's what you see with Lasada and what he's doing with CF Montreal. I will say they need to add some bigger players. Uh, if you, sure. If you, yeah, to just kind of just lighten the load. But you got to get it right, because I know we're going to touch on TFC. Yeah, that's true. Good sometimes point. Sometimes
0: the bigger players oh. don't necessarily mean
1: very true results. Very true, but you got to get everyone pedaling in the right direction, mm-hmm. everyone going the same way. Uh, and that's what you see with the CF Montreal team. I will say they competition that hasn't been, uh, they haven't been playing the hardest or the best teams as of yet, but they're sticking together and they're getting things done. I always respect that because you talk about tactics all the time. You talk about, oh, this is how we like to play. But if you don't have heart, if you don't have desire, if you're not willing to run for your man, that's you're playing next to. Mm-hmm. All those other things go out the window.
0: I'd love to know the message that he's preaching though. In the room. You fly on the wall? Because I was listening to a podcast. This was I like, it was after their 5-0 loss to Vancouver. And I was listening to a Montreal podcast and they were losing it on yeah. Lasada. And I can't blame them necessarily because they had started to hear what was coming out of the room was that um, apparently Lasada had said to them, you know, if it starts to get out of hand here, just kind of throw in the towel. I think they had also gone down to 10 men. And of yeah. course the hosts on this show were not happy with that message. If you're the manager, you should never tell your team to throw in the towel. You should never tell them to give it up. But clearly, you know, either there was a turn, uh, you know, they, they either turned the corner from that particular moment, or maybe we didn't understand the message that he was sending. I don't know, but yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I I'm curious to know what's being said in that room because clearly he's hitting the right note with these players. Yes, you need players who have skill. Yes, you need players who can you know, get it done on the pitch as well. But he's clearly doing something right now that has helped them buy in and turn things around. Um, And I also love a team that has CPL graduates on it or players that have experience in the CPL because Montreal's really been tapping into that. Yes, you would like to see some bigger names, but the fact that they're using that Canadian talent, talked about Waterman, Sirwa, and then, you know, Sean Rea. It's just very exciting stuff.
1: It is. It is. And I, I had a coach one time, crazy guy. Crazy, crazy coach. He was very, like, defensive-minded uh, to to almost a fault. And, like, just bleed, throw your body in front of a ball. He'd get upset at you if you turned your head for a shot. He's just like, just take it in the chest. be a, Like, he was that guy. But he said a quote that will stick with me forever. He said, confidence is that girl that everyone wants a date but will leave you when times get hard. But belief... Yeah, I know. It's dark. I was, like, 17 as well. Belief is the girl you take home to mama and have kids with. I said... That, that sums it up very nicely. Everyone talks about confidence, always oh, not informed, he doesn't have confidence. But belief, Ooh, yeah, I went to church yesterday, so I'm like, <laughs> 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 belief. I'm like, that's the lady, that's the woman you take home, you bring the mother, you have kids with, you settle down with, because you can rely on that, believe in it, and you okay. see that with the CF Montreal side. That catch you, you catch the Holy Ghost, you caught the spirit? Yeah. <laughs> or you're just like, why are you yelling?
0: Put my hands up and shout, I just wanted to go for it. I was getting very excited. Oh, man. Um, now, as much as it is, and it is, let's just call a spade a spade. It's a little doom and gloom right now for Toronto. A Little? Okay, but hold on. And the, way, the reason why I say little is because when you look at the standings, okay, when you look at the standings, they are only three points out of six. So something is just not working in the East, anyways. Right now, they're they're in a conference where, you know, they can still make it happen, believe it or not, getting into the playoffs. Or just one win suddenly puts them in a completely different type of conversation. But, 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 but when you watch the games night in and and night out. You know that things aren't gelling for this team. You also know they've been hit by the injury bug, Mm -hmm. right? So heavily heavily hit by the injury bug. Their midfield has, you know, been decimated. Now their back line is taking a hit as well. Uh, It's just, it's it's not good right now. Uh, I don't know what's happening with the Italians. I mean, Lorenzo Insigne is scoring, but you know, Bernadeschi sometimes looks a little lost. There looks like there's overcompensation because they're injured and maybe they don't trust defensively the team. I don't I don't really know uh, what's going on with Toronto FC. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on this and I need to compartmentalize my thoughts. They did try, uh, what were they did they do? Like a three, five, two.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I just I just I was looking at you because I'm like, it didn't really work. But go go ahead.
0: No, but ahead. see I actually thought it was okay because they okay. were they were three, five, two. Against Montreal, so here's the thing, they played Montreal again in MLS action. So they lose them in the Canadian Championship, they play them again, it's nil-nil going into the half, heavily injured, heavily depleted, I think Toronto even traveled with just like 18 guys as well. They play a 3-5-2, they hold their own against Montreal in that first half, then things just kind of go off the rails. Jaquiel, Marshall-Ruddy getting the, I didn't like the second yellow, I didn't Fair. think, I didn't, he held on to the ball. You're kind of like, okay, kid, okay, like, what are you doing? Why Lasada decided to run after a player as well? Not good. Questionable. Questionable by a manager to do that. And then we also know that's what led to the kerfuffle at the end of the <laughs> game. The brouhaha at the end of the game because of what happened there. Uh, Jakiel, as of right now, as of the taping of this show, we haven't heard anything from MLS, MLS if there would be any kind of supplemental discipline because he comes out of the dressing room at the end of the game as well. No bueno. No bueno. Uh, there's just like a lot going on. But yeah, I kind of, didn't mind the 3-5-2, they were holding it in. But I guess what, what I'm asking you in a roundabout way is like, what is happening to Toronto FC? Do you feel that injuries are the reason why they're kind of in this slump? And if they start to get bodies back, it's all good? Or do you think that this is a personnel thing and they're just not gelling?
1: I think uh, it's letter B when you said personnel thing and they're not gelling. Mm. I made that complicated, but look, simply it's having a team that was built on, hey, let's go forward and attack. And we talked about it on OST with Ollie and Mm -hmm. with Wheels, that this team is not built for sustainability throughout a season. They're built, TFC is built. If everything goes well, we can go and compete. And what I mean by that, if no one's injured, Oso's balling, we got Bernadeschi, we got Insigne playing, we got our two, we got roster. we got everyone healthy Mm -hmm. that we can compete. But that is not a season of football. You need 23, sometimes you need 30 guys locked in because you need someone to come in from the second team. You need everyone just turning the same way. And I keep saying this, but this is like... That is the ingredient you need in football is everyone bought into a system. What is the system at TFC? I don't wanna come here and and preach from a a mountaintop and say, oh, I know everything about football. I don't, but what I do know is that if you have one player thinking this is how we play, another person saying, well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, this guy saying, oh, these two, I I can't stand them. And you see that there's no way that you're winning. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to be bought in, and that's not what's happening with TFC. I see a lot of this. I see a lot of this. I see a lot of guys being hurt as well, which obviously doesn't help to uh, the the success of a team, but there's just disconnect all over, and that's why they're not winning.
0: I wonder if the one piece that's missing – is not even the piece on the field. Mm. And because if we are, and this is just, and I'm only saying this because I keep, I hear it from you, I hear it from Wheels, I hear it from Ollie, I hear it from fans, I hear it from my mom, I hear it from my dad. Whoa. Like, I'm hearing dogs? What, what's missing, the dogs sometimes, yeah, they bark and they let me know. What, what everyone seems to be, the consensus is the personnel, Yeah. right? It's kind of this, you know, picking and choosing of players, but then you put them together and it's not working. So I wonder if the ultimate missing piece is more of that middleman between Bill Manning and Bob Bradley. Because I know Bob Bradley also is technical director, and I know Bill also likes to make decisions on players. Maybe you need that GM who just does it themselves. That maybe is what's missing is somebody else who has the ability. So Bill, go, you've know, got to be your president, do your president things, and then this other person and Bob need to work together. And maybe do that type of scouting, player profiling, who actually works together the best. Maybe that's the person that's missing. A sporting director.
1: In Europe, you have it, right? Sometimes you have a manager. Like certain clubs, I know in EPL, they have, but you have a manager, someone who looks after the squad. Yeah. But you have a buddy, a sporting director, does the scouting. They have to be in sync. Hey, we because right now need that falls on player. Bob's shoulders yeah. only
0: as well. And then I think he, you know, Bill also is in on that too. But like Bill as the president, has got to do the bigger, overarching stuff. Exactly. And there's, yeah, there has to be that sporting director, general manager, whatever you want to call it, that works closer with
1: the coach. And they need to be in sync, right? You can't have one guy saying, "Hey, we want to play Route one football," and then the sporting director saying, "I want technical small players." You yeah. They have to really be singing the same song.
0: That's who maybe I think is missing. So
1: uh, are you available? Like, can you do CBC, all the stuff that so you do, dog walking, one soccer, I'm and then saying, also get that position? You know my number.
0: <laughs> Larry Tannenbaum knows how to get a hold
1: of Give it, it to me. <laughs> she was like, I got this.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's what's happening. Um, take a look at this tweet, though, because there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders mm. of the Italians. And um, mm. so this is Insigne, Bernadeschi, Martin Bailey. Ooh. You know, he's a diehard uh, TFC fan. He works in the industry as well. He is so witty. Bruna just held insignia like scared brothers whose parents forgot to pick them up from Cub Scouts, and it's getting dark. (laughs) Aw, come on now. Come on now. But here's the thing. So after the game, I asked Bob Bradley who he thought the leaders were on this team. Because when things are going tough for a team, A, what's your identity? But who are your leaders? Who's grabbing somebody by the scruff of the neck, right? And just saying, get it together. Or who's rallying everyone around and is giving the speech? And he pointed out Richie Larea, Sean Johnson, Mark Anthony Kaye. But then he also said the Italians. And to me, I wonder if he meant the Italians more so on the pitch need to be those leaders. I'm not saying those other three aren't. Sean Johnson's been exceptional in goal. Richie has also been exceptional. Mark Anthony Kaye, a lot is being asked of him right now in that midfield when he typically isn't the number one guy, right? Like usually, that's your Michael Bradley and your Jonathan Osorio, and then Mark Anthony Kay is a great compliment player. Right now, he's Indeed. gotta carry that, right? Yeah. But I wonder if it, what he meant by leaders as well was Insigne and Bernadeschi on the pitch, because I ain't feeling it right now. I, ain't, like, I was really excited to see them come, and I think they have moments, right, of brilliance, but how they look fearful in that i think is how a lot of tfc fans are also hugging each other fearful Agreed. because they're like are these guys going to work out are they going to work out cuz that would be that would go down as the biggest bust i've said this before because he is the highest paid player in mls history it would go down as the biggest bust in mls history too wouldn't it if they don't make the playoffs
1: 100% you drop dollars for goal or goals or goal output or Because you didn't, you didn't buy Insigne to stop goals from going in for TFC. No. You bought him for the flair and for creating. I will agree with Wheels when he says that he's not a goal scorer, he's a guy to create. And you see some of the passes that he he does or he's doing or he's thinking, and maybe people aren't receiving it the way that he would like. Uh, maybe he's playing too high of a level and he has to maybe dumb things down. Whatever. But I will say that are these two, Bernadeschi and Insigne, are they expected to come in as leaders? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Bradley, I think Larea has stepped up and blossomed tremendously this year. I always thought he was a phenomenal player, but he's playing at probably his highest level right now and he's been consistent with it. But it's a lot to ask of a Mark Anthony K to come in and be a leader on a squad where he would just be a role player. But I think a leader is different than outside of your talent. I think it's something that you feel. Like Mm -hmm. it's something that, you know those silent leaders, Chills? You've played this game. You've also been around so many athletes. A leader is not someone that just goes and barks the loudest. It's someone that leads by example. And I think right now that's what's missing with TFC. There's a lot of this going on and oh, well, we have injuries or I'm not used to playing here. Or I kind of got thrown into the spot or this is something new or what the Italians get this. or whatever it might be, whatever the murmurs we're hearing, but a true leader looks themselves in the mirror and says, hey, this is what I need to do. And then it starts to just permeate and just go within the team. It's not always smooth. It doesn't always work out, but you start with yourself and it kind of just oozes and fizzles into the squad. And for me, as of late, I haven't seen someone to do that for the team.
0: Yeah, that's why I asked the question. I wanna know who it is. And that's the intangible. I
1: I wish I could pick a name, but I I can't. I know. In good faith, I can't.
0: Uh, Let's uh, move on to the Canadian Premier League now. And I wonder if it's too early. To suggest that this season's gonna be a two horse race. Mm. Like is is it is it is it Pacific and Forge? Or do you think it's too early?
1: I think in the the history of the the CPL, a lot happens midway towards the end. Like even if you look at past seasons, the past two that I was a part of, uh 2022 and 2021, the last two, three matches, you don't know who's gonna make playoffs. And that was with four teams. Now with five, it's going to be that much more wild. And I think the parity in the league has just been increased. Like, everyone can beat everyone and it's very close. I think I can't count Calvary out yet. I can't. I just can't say it.
0: Why haven't they won yet? I'm baffled by this. Cavalry and Halifax, the only ones yet to win. Five draws. They didn't lose. They have yet to lose. See, and if you're a good leader, you're walking into that room saying, we have not lost yet. But you haven't won yet. And happening.
1: You talk to a Calvary fan, they say, they'll probably say we should have got a pen the first half to make it 2 0.
0: Okay, okay, yeah.
1: Which is fair, watching the game. And now I got to be objective. I'm trying to learn from you, right? Like take off the footy hat, player hat, and put on the objective hat and look at it from all parties. So I'm like, okay, fair, you should have had that. But then the second, the pen that was awarded was not a handball and Lockery is probably still losing his mind, probably didn't sleep because the worst thing as a defender is getting told you did something and you didn't. Oh my goodness. It's like, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? And you tell your mom, it was Matthew. And she doesn't believe you. And she's like, you're grounded. It hurts for the Matthews out there. I don't know, it's just first name that came to my head. It hurts. It hurts. And you know what? Maybe I'm just talking a bit about my childhood about where my say, brother did something, something and I got blamed for <laughs> Something happened to you. I haven't recovered. Man, I got I to get through that. But yeah, it's the worst thing to happen. But yeah, I can't count this Tommy Wilden Jr. side out. I think they have the, the clientele, the personnel to go far. And what I mean by far, maybe third, second, compete, but they just need Get in the personnel. playoffs. And then yeah, but know. be yeah. on the top end of that be competing and it just hasn't clicked yet.
0: And what about Atletico Ottawa because we were like oh knew no, when they suffered the big loss to Pacific 4-1 but then they come out 5-0 against Oof. Vancouver.
1: Seemed like everyone was going to score that game.
0: I mean is this still a team that you just you can't count them out it has been a bad start for the last you know last year's regular season champs and last year's finalists but now all of a sudden are we maybe seeing a bit of a resurgence?
1: I think it was a game that they needed to win and they did it in an emphatic way they came and not just like one player was on flames that day. The goals were were distributed without the, uh, like throughout the squad, uh, and that's the performance that they needed. Because you looked at I was critical of this team saying, man, last season they were so strong defensively, but now they can't get the counter or attacking right. But then you score five goals against a Vancouver team that's been playing well. It, it's 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 something. It's a it's a step in the right direction. Uh, but now you gotta ask, can you go and do it again? Was mm, oh, it just a fluke? Oh. Can you go and do it again, yeah. Atlético? Well,
0: and I wonder if they will. Um, so I got one more question for you because we're going to get to – we're going to revisit your top five CPL players. But speaking of goals and the outburst, the first four weeks, we saw 32 goals total. The weekend alone saw 19 goals. Yay, we love goals. <laughs> uh, so other than being excited because we love goals, and I don't have to hear wheels on One Soccer Today one, one. going, it's going to be a 1-1 one, one
1: one, one. draw. 1-1. <laughs> one, one.
0: I wonder if that's also just you know the start of the season and teams feeling each other out. There's a new team in Vancouver. I wonder if it's also just other things are just on the line now, right now, for sure, right? They're playing from the start, knowing that there's a regular season champ, there's a different playoff. I don't know, maybe it's just the good old-fashioned feel each other out type of deal, and then
1: I think it's two things. Hopefully I can remember both of them when I start talking about the first one. But the first one is I think that when you start the season Not everyone, they're getting their feet wet. They're getting settled. Not everyone's sharp. Scoring is hard to do, hence why I said early on I'll be a defender and just defend. Because to be sharp and be in form at the start of the season is difficult. I think now you're seeing guys feeling... Stronger feeling more comfortable but being like yeah give me the ball Let me get things going in the beginning. You're almost safe. You keep your chips in you're like, yeah I'm not throwing them in the pot. Yeah, I'm kind of just I don't want to lose a game I want to get settled but then I also want to say that what's happening right now with this team or sorry with teams in the league is that They're just getting that much better like they're like yo, this is what I need to do in games and 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 I'll provide it
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty standard. I think we see this across any league, right? Just at leagues across, you know, whether in different sports, too. It's not just in soccer. It's the start of the season, especially when there's been turnover. Yeah. Um, with certain clubs, you're still feeling each other out. You're, feel, you're trying to figure yourselves out a little bit. And then, you know, the floodgates open up a little bit. The first couple rounds, the Canadian Championship, right, out of the way, too, for a lot of these. Some of these guys now, they're eliminated yeah. from the Canadian Championship. So it's, like, completely focused Tunnel on issue. CPL. Right, so Agreed. I wonder. Yeah, I want, but that's that's great. Nineteen goals, I love it. All right, I think we got about five minutes left in the show. Do we? We got some time. We got some time. So I don't want you to speedy speedy your way through this. No speedy, speedy Gonzalez. Speedy auto glass your way through this. Wow. So this is another edition of Jordan's top five CPL players. We did it before the season started, uh-huh. and uh, you had some some guys there, and you're going to revisit now to see uh, if you have some new players. Uh, I do. Anyone's dropped in, stayed, or sorry, dropped out, stayed in? Yeah. I don't know.
1: There's a few dropouts and a few stay ins.
0: All right.
1: You want to hear about them?
0: Okay, are you going to go five to one? Five to one. You You got to go five to one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't start with the best. Cinque. What? Sorry, what does that mean for them? Five.
0: Cinque. Quattro. Tre. Duo. Uno.
1: Sorry, I'm going to use the 10 seconds to talk about it. No. Whenever you come with the Italian it's your whole demeanor changes. Like your whole face, everything, yeah. Like you come and you're like, what would you say? Cuatro? Cuatro. Okay, well, I'll start with- rec- I can't. Cinque.
0: Okay, can I just say though, when you try a new language, cause we've had a couple players on, we had Dominic Zatori, he's out in Poland, whatever. Whenever- I yell? You, you yell? <laughs> when you yell. When you learn a word in another language, it's like you get so excited. You're like, Cinque, and you just yell it. Number five? Cinque. There we go, perfect. All right, go.
1: Ollie Bassett
0: Hmm.
1: is number five. I'll tell you why. There are times I'm looking at Atlético Ottawa and I'm looking for him to step up. He would score, but they would still lose. That's why he's at number five. Uh, This past weekend, I thought he was a guy to ignite things. He scored the early goal. The celebration is very questionable, brother. He tried to do the sou, but then ended up spinning too much around. Regardless, love your big guy. But you're at number five. You've been igniting this team. Three goals, one assist. I like the way he's been playing. And you ask of your tens to go and score goals, and he's done that. Mm-hmm. So he's number five. Manny Aparicio is at number four. Played only three games, but has a goal and assist. And when they played Atletico Ottawa and they scored the two goals in the first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. he was the guy running the show. The tackles, the, the final passes into the area, the pressure. Seeing him now, I know playing before, I was like, oh, you gotta watch out for Manny, be close to him. But seeing him work watching full games now, I'm like, man, you could literally plop this guy in any team in the league, and he would find a way to create and impact the team positively. He's doing that for Pacific, and I think now, too, he has the clientele around him uh, to get things going. So excited to see him play. Eman Salouf is number three, again, for Pacific. The game against Atletico a few weeks back, homeboys on flames, stepovers, rollbacks, dragbacks, doing it all, playing like a kid on the, on the playground. Two goals and one assist as well. He's just a guy that is feeding off of Manny's service, but also just playing free and coming into his role. And the Salouf we see now and the Salouf that was the first match of the season, different guy. He's comfortable, he's understanding uh, his role within the league and within the team. Number two, even though he only has two assists, I have to put Pacific Gabiri in there because if I was still playing in this league, this is a guy that I know would just be a handful to mark. When he runs at you, you don't know if he's going right, left, he's strong, he's fast, he can go in behind, you can come collect the ball at his feet, and he's just the X factor for this Valor side. Number one. Uno. Uno. One goal, one assist, Ali Moussi. This past match on the weekend was some of the best stuff I've seen from him. Playing against him, he's dangerous, and he was always one of those players that I looked at, but him, for me, has just been on flames. And I've said it, if Calvi wants success this season, they need an Ali Musi to come over. You know Bevan's gonna do his thing, you know Mason's gonna do his thing when he has the time, but Ali Musi needs to be that guy.
0: I love it, there, there, look at that mugshot of yours right there. I like it. Right next to the top five CPL players that we just checked in on. I like it, I like your selection. It's hard to argue with those ones. But and what I'm noticing is a bit of a theme, cause mm-hmm. you like a guy who doesn't just put up the numbers for himself, but brings his whole team with him. You know That—that's the difference maker. Is what you call an MVP. Ooh, you're the real MVP of the show today. Wow, thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Trills and Wills here on One Nation. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, we try to bring you the best in the world. Canadian soccer.